I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to Lore Boys. My name is James, and today I want to share with you a brief history of video game speedrunning. We'll talk about what constitutes a speedrun and learn the origin of things like Speed Demos Archive. Stay tuned and enjoy. Hi there, welcome to the Lore Boys. My name is James Quickboy Miller, and I'm here joined with Pedro Alejandro O'Donna Juarez. It's oh, a great <laughs> name. I, knew, I, I, I made that up right before we recorded, like, okay. like 30 seconds ago, and I was just like, uh, just run through it in your head so you don't fuck it up. It's a lot of syllables. It's Peter O'Donohue <laughs> from the Lore Boys. And also on this couch, we have. There's ice. Ethan's not here. Ethan's not here. For the no. first time, Big Daddy Ethan is not present nope. for the show because he's down on vacation, but also, as he puts it, a business trip for the Lore Boys down at what convention? It's called GeeklyCon Geekly in Columbus, Con. Ohio. Yeah. Featured uh, one of Ethan's favorite podcasts. They did a live show there called Drunks and Dragons. If you like our stuff where we drink and talk about lore, you might like their stuff where they drink and play Dungeons and Dragons. They're far more popular, so yep. if they perhaps your taste in them led you here. Maybe, yeah. Maybe that. It, definitely. I took a wrong turn in Columbus once on my way back from Tennessee. I think I've told you guys about that, where yeah. it, like, we took turned off the highway in Columbus at one point and ended up with, like, very stereotypical-looking stoop men just sitting on a dilapidated building across the street from a White Castle burger that looked like it had been dropped out of the sky from a third world country. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh God. It was like that like salmon colored stucco oh, you'd yeah. see in like a Florida suburb. Oh, I hate Florida that. being a third world country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, definitely. So today, um, this is what I wanted to get into super quick here. Okay, Sorry. go for it. I'll give go us a quick it. give us a quick plug. You can always subscribe to the Lore Boys on YouTube. If you'd like to, leave us a comment. We'll probably leave you a heart. Subscribe if that's your preferred way of listening. I know a lot of my friends who actually listen to the show listen on YouTube opposed to iTunes or the 50,000 fucking Android podcast apps. Today, half an hour ago, somebody left us a comment on our Kirby video saying, yo, when is there going to be more Kirby, though? <laughs> <laughs> my buddy, yeah, who I guarantee is not Dark Knight Magic 666 or whoever the fuck that kid was <laughs> on YouTube, just sent me a fucking <laughs> sent me a fucking Instagram message that is a indoor pool. It says Dark Souls lore, and then it says Kirby lore, and it's a guy going down in this like fucking trench. Oh wow! Yeah, like, Kirby lore, man. There's some twists and turns. Our last one was. I don't remember it being all that linear, but I love that someone got a kick out of it. So that's awesome. Um, today, I'm sure there are Kirby speedruns, and that's kind of what I want to talk about today is speedrunning. I beat uh, Kirby's Dreamland on the Game Boy uh, in nice. 20 minutes when I was young. I don't know if that's impressive or not, but it took me. That sounds impressive. It took me a long time. I remember that game like fucking kicked my ass. Yeah, yeah. A bunch. And then I remember one day sitting down. Uh, transcending to video game Shangri-La and then I just beat it in one sitting in 20 minutes. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, your speedrun history, do you have any other games that you've tried to get a good record on? Yep. Um, yeah, I brought this up. Uh, so Dark Souls 1 on 360, I can get from character creation to the Bell Gargoyles in 13 minutes. That's good. But I didn't fight them. Okay. I only pra I only watched a couple sp speed runs and practiced for maybe three hours. Okay. Like, and I didn't use any glitches or anything. Just like sprint, 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 master key, like that, that, cool. that whole sort of thing. Like, I, I, I had watched some stuff and just emulated it. Nice. I didn't actually do much, but yeah, I got to the Bell Gargoyles in thirteen minutes. I've tried with Half Life Two, but I don't know how to bunny hop, circle strafe for bunny hop. Or yeah. I know if you jump backwards, you can do it. Uh -huh. I can bunny hop in Titanfall, which is also a okay. source, a source game. We've talked about bunny hopping in uh, in other episodes. It is whenever you basically trick your sideways movement into becoming forward movement in a game. Something like that. In Titanfall, but, you can do it forwards. Yeah. yeah. It's also a thing in Quake, which we're going to be covering uh, today. 
It's a, it's a very popular speedrunning move. It's you kind of just spin your mouse in little circles while jumping. Yeah. And if you get it right at the right spot at the right timing, then it ex- it like increases your acceleration. Yeah, and then in on Source Engine games, you can ramp off certain certain things as well. Yeah. It's like I'm good at rocket jumping in Team Fortress, but uh, yeah. not with not at uh, not a not at B hopping. Okay. Um, what else? I've watched a lot of this one particular guy called Distortion Two. Distortion Two. Yeah. Okay. It's and his his picture is like a fat shy guy on from Mario. Okay. He's done. I've watched him do speedruns of Dark Souls, Dark Souls Two, Dark Souls Three, Bloodborne, um, yeah. getting over it with Bennett Foddy, oh, and yeah. some other shit. Like I've watched him. I've watched him speedrun Dark Souls Three probably five or six times yep. just to watch him shave off two minutes. Oh yeah, and then sure. yeah. Well, one of our friends of the show, Catlink, uh, uh, she's on um, Twitch.tv/slash/Catlink, K-A-T-L-I-N-K. She has the second fastest world record time for Resident Evil Six right now. Fuck. Yeah. Wow. She has uh, been speedrunning that for a while, and she's probably 13 seconds off from the world record. Holy she's shit. really close. Yeah, but I know in speedrunning, 13 seconds might as well be 40 years. Yeah, that's what yeah. I said, but her last record before this was also like 30 seconds shorter, so yeah. she's really uh, pushing the boundaries. I don't know who would want to play that game that many times as yeah. someone who played it in VR. Yeah. It's terrifying, but uh, good for her. If, if sex has taught me anything, the last 13 seconds are definitely the most difficult ones to get rid of. <laughs> okay. <laughs> To, sh- to shave off. Yep. Well, speaking of your sex life, we're going to get into speedruns. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> as fast as I possibly, <laughs> as fast as possible. Yeah, that's it. No, well, a speedrun is uh, a way to play a game as quick as possible, usually with a set of parameters. You might want to complete it uh, with every single thing in the game, with um, as quickly as possible, with not getting anything. Maybe you want to play Mario and only get all the forts with no flutes, or there's a bunch of different ways to speedrun games. They usually come about from single-player games that you can't play against your friends. Yeah. So you both play the game and just so you can do it faster. That's the uh, difference between any percent and hundred percent, right? Yeah. Any percent, hundred percent. We're gonna get into all those later, but hundred percent is um, it's beating the game with every single thing you can get in the game, you get it. Yeah. Any percent is beating the game with you don't even have to complete the story if you don't want it. Oh. If you want to glitch by things, you can glitch by them. Okay. We'll get into that. That's a the difference between bit. the one hundred emoji and the any percent emoji. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> always be any. Uh, always be on. Uh, always be on your hustle. Always be any percent. Any percent <laughs> emoji. Fire emoji. Any percent emoji. <laughs> Make it happen. Maybe that'll be a new Twitch emote. We were looking for new Twitch emotes like yeah. any percent with the little red line. How fucking stupid that would be. I'd use it. Yeah. I'd use it. Man. You'd spam it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so like one of these ways to complete our any percent runs uh, is sequence break. Sequence break it. And that's an important term in speedrunning. Uh, in most games, there's necessary steps and triggers that you need to go through to progress in the game. Uh, you might need to watch a certain cutscene before an item is attainable, or you might need a certain key before you can get, open a door to an, a necessary room or something like that. Uh, anything that skips these essential sequences for normal gameplay is called a sequence break. But if you can vibrate at the same frequency as time, you can just pass through the wall, apparently, <laughs> yeah. in some cases. In some games, yeah. Like, let's say in Doom, maybe you want to get... You need the red key for the red door. Yeah. But all of a sudden, you find a way to get through that door without needing the red key. Have you seen, like, the Doom 2016 speedrun where you just, like, crouch at a rock for and then, like, do some weird things with the pistol, and yeah. then you just get launched into the air? Yeah. We watch it together, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's what the insane. Fuck? And Doom is really important in the speedrunning community. New, and we'll get to... Current what? Doom or, or OG Doom? Old Doom is one of the reasons why speedrunning is a thing today. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so, the... So sequence break was actually coined in 2003. Oh, when Peter showed up, I was reading old forums from 2003, figuring out uh, where this stuff came from. Um, Before and- some of you were born, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah, and it's a speedrun forum discussions, uh, and it was for the Nintendo GameCube game called Metroid Prime. We have an episode on it, if you'd like to listen. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, the trick was originally called Gravity Suit plus Ice Beam before Thardis. And, uh, what? What? Is yeah. Thardis a location or a planet? It, Thardis is a boss. Oh, okay. So you would have needed to beat Thardis, and then you would get those usually. But there's a way. Um, I actually read it beforehand. So basically you have to go to another boss. I forget which one exactly. It doesn't really matter. There is an ice golem in that game, right? I remember watching yeah. my buddy, and he could never beat it. It might be Thardis. I'm not 100% sure. But um, an important thing is that you go up, and you fight a boss, and you use your, um, you can have this scan ability. Basically, you look through with your C pad and you can scan something. You scan something to exactly halfway, shoot three precise missiles at a stalactite, 
it falls down on you, knocks you through the floor. You press a random, like, seemingly random amount of buttons. It uh. makes you go backwards. You fall for five minutes. And if you do it all perfectly right, you will fall into the Thardis room, triggering the Thardis fight that will successfully give you gravity um, suit and ice beam before defeating Thardis. What? Yes, so it, someone figured this out in 2003. Someone who's put a lot, a lot, a lot of time into the game. And it was the first really well-known thing that was called a sequence break. <laughs> I was thinking about that. It always makes, it makes me think of like a renaissance man. It's just like, how did they figure out basic batteries? Like, you know, it's like they used lemon juice and copper wire in Baghdad in the 10th century. It's, for me, it's the exact same thing. It's just like, what, like, how do you make a Baghdad battery when all you have is, the most high-tech thing you have is dirt? Yeah. And then it's just like, how did this happen? No, yeah. There's someone with a GameCube and a lot of time. Or inhuman luck. Yeah. Let's be real. <laughs> People also map out, um, because that's a, like we've talked about in Metroid Prime, it's a very up and down game. Like yeah. the maps kind of like go really deep. A lot so. of Metroid, a lot of Vania. Yeah, you know? exactly. So they figured out that this place was approximately so far behind them. They figured out that doing, um, I forget the, the word for it, but half scanning and doing something can break walls and they just figured it all out. It's called no clipping. Yeah, that might, yeah. Um, how, it's kind of, I think it's kind of odd that the game would load the cell for that other boss at the same time as a previous boss because it has to be there, right? And if it loads yeah. off a CD, it has to load in. So I think that it's based on a trigger on where you are. So the, the trick specifically says you have to land in a specific part of the room or the boss will not come out, and you will have to start over. Okay. So you have to land in the specific part of the room that whenever your player character is there, well, wherever the, the trigger is. Yeah. 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 So, however that game is programmed, I can't speak to it, but they figured out that you can do it. I know in Half Life Two, Episode Two, or possibly all the Half Life games, because there are no cutscenes. Yeah. There are invisible triggers throughout the map, which, as far as I know, is like a transparent wall that when you pass through with the yeah. character model, it just knows where you are. Okay. Yeah. Uh, also, fun fact about Half Life: if you shift into third person, Gordon Freeman's entire model rotates at oh. the waist. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So basically, uh, if you aim down, he flips up off the ground like a rotated Photoshop <laughs> picture. <laughs> he spins around. He basically looks like um, like a foosball character. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that, awesome. that's kind of how he moves. I love that. I've never confirmed this. I was told by uh, told me by a buddy of mine who's like Ugh. fucks around with games a lot. He works at uh, Idos Montreal. Okay. And uh, yeah, he told me that Gordon Freeman flies around like a, like a foosball character on a sphere, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, another way to uh, break games is using glitches. Yep. Um, not all glitches are accepted in speedrunning communities, but I'll get into one that is accepted first. Uh, sequence breaking can be done with the results of a, of a glitch, like I was saying. Yep. So, for example, there's a category of speedrun for Mario 64. Uh, that's a huge, huge speedrunning game. There's a, like a million categories. Uh, people, I'm sure, have sunk little millions of hours into perfecting that game. Yeah. Um, and so it's called the 16-star run. So a precise pattern of movement can be used to get through this gate that you would only get through after 70 stars. Basically by holding Mips the rabbit, who's an NPC that runs around in the basement of Super Mario 64. Okay. And you kind of like push him into a wall and like jimmy the right way and you're able to just clip through the wall. And someone figured this out. So you can only need 16 stars in order to get into the basement. Then you can get to the final boss. Huh. And there's also, since then, they broke it so bad you can do it with zero stars. You, really? Yeah. Fuck. There's ways to kind of like convince your movement like on stairs that you're oh. falling forward but clipping the stairs and it goes like whoa, 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 Yeah, that, that's, what that's what we were talking about earlier. And then you're just like going through black space. Yeah, yeah. and he's, he's crouching and he's like facing backwards up the stairs and you can clip right through a wall right to where you need to go. Yeah. That game is so broken. If you want to look up some fun speedruns, like, there's a million. And the people that can actually navigate really well with Mario in that game are so impressive. Yeah, it, it, It's like watching a robot do something. No, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. It's got some ASMR triggers in there as well. Yep. Visual ASMR. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Definitely. Which I don't understand at all. It's I, I'm still fairly certain it's for perverts, but whatever, man. If it helps to sleep, it helps to sleep. I think it's porn light. So it's supposed to be, like, sexual feeling without actual sexual. Yeah. I don't know. A diet porn? 
I was listening to a Harmontown episode about ASMR like this week. So it's like yeah, it, what are the little the little thin cigarettes like menthol cigarettes? Oh yeah, it's like... the menthol cigarettes of smoking. <laughs> <laughs> ASMR is to sex as menthol cigarettes are to cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, kids I'd... can smoke them. What? No, that's yeah. not. Yeah. No, I was just thinking in Quebec where we live, they ban menthol cigarettes because they're like, no, it's too appealing to kids, so they should ban ASMR so kids stop having sex. Later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, there is a this is a pretty heavy Catholic French Catholic population here, so <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's, they, they'd probably love that. Um, I was gonna say another game that came out recently that mm. has the same publisher as Doom, uh, that obviously I'm in love with because I'm playing it again instead yep. of playing new games is yep. Prey. Uh, there's a lot of crazy sequence breaks in that game because you can use the glue cannon to not only freeze enemies with goop, but you can also it also hardens on walls, so you can oh, climb cool. up walls. Nice. And at the beginning of that game, as soon as you get the glue cannon, you can basically force yourself through the wall and then just fly to the end. <laughs> I, I, the prey speed run, as far as I know, was like 16 minutes. That's crazy. It took me 17 hours the first yeah, time. Yeah, no, it's broken. Like, uh, Ocarina of Time at the beginning was, like, it took me probably, like, over 20 hours easily. But you were also a babby, Jamie, with, yeah. with the gross little baby hands that couldn't hold a three-handed controller properly, Yeah, right? people can do it in less than seven minutes now. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's insane. But um, actually, one rule that most speedrunners uh, adhere to is you don't mess with the game's files, the, the disc itself, or the console. And emulators is a whole popular... Uh, it, it, there's a whole debate on emulators that I could get into, but it's going to be the next 20 minutes, so yeah. that might be something else I'll bring up another time. But it, emulators were kicked out for a long time, but then they brought them back in later, basically because it was more accessible to more people and speedrunning became more accessible. That's the very, very basic way to say that. Yeah. But there's more to it than that. Uh, it's easier to fuck around with emulators than it is with an actual Well, yeah, because it's on a computer. It's exactly. not on... Yeah, no kidding. But now there's some that are basically the exact same thing so certain emulators are allowed in the game if they're checked and things like okay, that okay yeah um but one rule that all like they don't mess with stuff you don't um one thing there's like called um there's a crooked cartridge trick in the legend of zelda that i showed you before yeah which is odd so like you can get past that guy who's blocking you in front of the deku tree or not in front of the deku tree but across from the deku tree for that allows you to leave kokiri village at the beginning ocarina of time basically you have to get a sword and shield before you're allowed to continue in the game you can get by him by very slowly taking out the left side of the cartridge, then like walking by him, and it does all this glitchy shit where the guy like is in front of you, then he's behind you, then he's in front of you, and you can't quite get by. But then you get past him, and then you have to slowly insert the cartridge all the way back in. It can corrupt your game, lose all your save files. It can do a lot of bad stuff, but it can help you save. Do it for the vine, though. Yeah, <laughs> help you save two minutes, and however sixty times that frames is. Yeah, fuck, holy. Yeah. Yeah, saving frames is a big term in speedrunning because um, you can, especially in older games where there's only like 24 frames per second, if you can save a couple frames on one sequence, you might get the next the earlier cycle on the next one. So saving frames is something you hear a lot in speedrunning. Cool. Yeah. Um, another thing you hear a lot in speedrunning is uh, TAS or tool-assisted speedruns. Okay, so I've heard about these. Yep. I have. I've, I still actually, for some reason, I've been hearing about this ever since yep. I started watching speedruns. Like four or five years ago yeah and for some reason at no point in my life have i ever googled tool assisted speedrun we actually um one of those random things i remember ethan and i had and not an argument but a disagreement about what a tool assisted speedrun was on the podcast really i was right oh, <laughs> <laughs> at some point <laughs> at some point that's going to be on your page on on the fucking <laughs> fandom dot wiki dot the lore boys page is 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 going to be the uh whatever the fucking TAS kerfuffle. Yeah, I could especially say that because he's not here to defend himself. Dick. So, perfect. Go down the United States by yourself. <laughs> a dual assisted speedrun uh, is popularized by the original Doom uh, from 1993, I believe it was. Uh, four? Something like that. I think Wolfenstein 3D was three, and okay. then Doom was four. Don't okay. quote. Don't quote me on that. Either I'm not way. even. Gonna, I'm not even going to put that into the <laughs> annals of Lord Boys <laughs> canon. I don't know. It's it's basically a tool assisted speedrun is not a person who plays the game, but it's a computer who puts in a, a bunch of button presses at precise timings to basically do something that a human couldn't do. So, so jump on a precise pixel. Jump on a precise pixel, a precise frame, and consistently do that for an hour-long speed run. And there will be no mistakes the entire time because it's hard-coded in. Where's and, the fucking fun in that? Um, because the, the way that it came up was through Doom, 
And I want to start a little earlier on the history before we get to the Doom part. All I'll right. explain why tool-assisted speedruns are pretty cool. Okay, fine. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're sometimes frowned upon, like, yeah. like kind of how you're just like... Like the iron workers, yeah. they all frown upon the robots now building cars. Yeah, exactly. But whenever you watch one that is really amazing, um, one, it's really fun to watch. Two, it shows what, like, the utmost human like what is an uber human if it could be the best fucking thing it could ever be oh the ubermensch speed run yeah exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's uh nietzsche nietzsche uh, was a big speed runner yeah <laughs> he died of syphilis faster than anyone else <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna make a much more intellectual joke about him but I, I i realized we've already referenced some of his work in earlier episodes i don't want to feel like it's the only thing that i've read so <laughs> that was great <laughs> <laughs> maybe that'll be maybe that'll be the artwork. This is our, it, it, I was going to say Zarathustra. Um, it checks once, so that's Nietzsche, pretty quick. Okay, so I got a I got a I got a story about a person that I heard about who lost their virginity. Same thing. Didn't get syphilis, but got herpes. Oh, yeah. I know Nietzsche's dead forever. Yeah, but this guy's still alive and has herpes forever. Yeah, well, he knows his type now. Other chicks with herpes. Yeah. Yep. Fuck. That sucks. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> he he's he's got this reputation as being cursed, uh, as his his bad luck will transfer onto like bandmates or close friends if you get well to know herpes. him too well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As well as herpes. Yeah. Um, the fuck was I gonna say? Oh yeah, the artwork might just be Nietzsche speedrunning Mario sixty four. <laughs> keep, keep an eye out for that one on Wednesday. <laughs> I like that. So it's a good meme, Jamie. Yeah, a few different uh, completion types when it comes to speedrunning. Uh, any percent, as Emoji. we mentioned. Yep. You can just like break the game as much as you like, get to the end as quick as you can without altering the software in any way. Go from the title to the credits is basically an any percent. It doesn't yeah. matter how you get there, right? Exactly. Without modding it. 100% get absolutely everything. If you're playing Metroid, you're going to get every upgrade in the whole game before you get to the end. Dark Souls any percent, as far as I know, is kill all the bosses. 100%? Yeah, because in okay. Dark Souls 3, you cannot get all the rings mm -hmm. without doing New Game Plus, Okay. which is, from what I've seen, impossible to do in 45 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's not all the achievements, but it's there. There are all achievement runs, though, aren't there? Uh, there are. Yeah, there yeah. are. There's there's a bunch. You can basically, if you make uh, a goal, that's one of the types of running specific goals. You can make a goal. You can say, oh, I want to beat the whole Half Life Two with that with the gnome in my hand, right? Like you did. Oh, on, I did do that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, low percentage is probably the one that I see the least. The fuck is that? That means you want to complete as little of the game as possible. Oh, you you like ghost you ghost quests? Yeah, like maybe for let's say Mario, you want to get to the end of every level without getting the fewest coins and like doing the fewest levels or something like that. I don't know. What it That's is. interesting because generally speaking, like rings and coins are placed on the critical path so that you get them. Exactly. So you have to actively avoid them. I yeah. Like, I think that's interesting. I no, like yeah, it's fun. There's definitely like some that. good ones out there. I don't know any really low percentage things that I've followed, but I'd love to look them up. After. There's Dark Souls 2 has uh, Strava does the uh, emotional damage run okay. in which he tries to, he, it's no hit run. And so he beats the entire game eventually without getting hit a single time. <laughs> Dark Souls 2 is very slow. That. It's not that it doesn't look that hard, but yeah, yeah. Okay. I I mean I'd never be able to do it. Yeah. Literally ever. No. Yeah. But, that, but that, for him, that's you get hit once by accident. Delete your character. Start over. Yeah. The no hit. The no hit run. I've watched a, a no hit run of D. Uh, not Diablo three. Sorry, of Dark Souls three, and uh, it was absolutely insane. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. A crazy. And I, the, the the mental fortitude you have to have to turn off the game after playing for an hour and a half and be like, I'll start over again. No I don't problem. have it. Yeah, I can play through about 10 to 15 hours of XCOM or XCOM yeah. 2 on Iron Man yeah. until my decisions really start to snowball into failure. <laughs> and that's when I realize I have to restart and I just don't have the cajones yeah. for, fucking, <laughs> for fucking Iron Man or no-hit runs. Yeah. Any of that hardcore shit that deletes your save when you die? Fuck, yeah. fuck that. No. no. Are you kidding me? Exactly. Are you out of your fucking mind? No. No, it's crazy. So that that's basically a few of the main things I wanted to introduce of the ideas of speedrunning, what speedrunning is, sequence breaking, glitches, uh, any percent, hundred percent, tool assisted speedruns. These are all like uh, frames. These are all important things for speedrunning. I wanted to get into the history of speedrunning now. Okay. So it can be debated where you would normally start in uh, speedrunning. Some would say that speedrunning started whenever men could start talking to each other because we're like, I just want to be faster than the other guy or something. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been around. Is, it is speedrunning a caveman thing? It is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Recorded in those caves in France. Yeah. It's just like the all those all those all those paintings. <laughs> like who who yeah. can paint the fastest? 
No, that's it. From from the cave to the fireplace with woman in your hand. How fast can you do it? Yeah, exactly. Like that. Yeah. Um, how quickly can you haul a clubbed cave woman? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so where did it begin? I like to think that it began in 1980 for the Atari 2600, a game called Drag Racer. Sure. So It's your... RuPaul's Drag Racer. Yeah, RuPaul's Drag Racer. Yeah. It was a prequel to his uh, television show. Yeah, my dog just burped on me. Your dog did just burp, eh? <laughs> Gross. Yeah. I wonder if that picked up. That'll be cute. Yeah, I hope it did. She's like yawning now? Uh, yeah. Signora. She's Ichi. having a good time. She's just being burpy and sleepy. Yeah. I mean, it is late. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. So, Drag Racer, uh, it was released in 1980 for the Atari 2600. And it was the video game, the first video game developed by Activision ever. So that's kind of cool. How the mighty have fallen. Yeah, exactly. Well, like, by, back then they probably hadn't even heard of World War II to make that Call of Duty. <laughs> nobody <laughs> nobody had made a movie based on War nobody, nobody had filmed the movie World War II yet. No. So they no. couldn't make the tie-in video game. Exactly. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, <laughs> it was programmed by a guy named David Crane. I haven't heard of World War II yet. Yeah. Oh, Jamie, you slay me. <laughs> David Crane uh, later wrote Pitfall. Have you heard of it? Oh, I've played Pitfall. Yep. Yeah, I so, was bad at it, but yeah. I've, I play, I've actually played Pitfall. Yeah, so the guy who programmed this game wrote that game later. Okay. Yeah. As in the code? I, I was unclear to me. I assume? Yeah, because I've played that game. You play as just a dude who swings yeah. on vines to get through the jungle. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you can jump off alligators and shit. Yeah. So if you're looking at the car drag, or the game Drag Racing, you would be looking at a drag race. You'd be looking basically at the side of a car. Uh, in 2D completely, and you're at um, basically a. You would move from left to right across the screen. All you have to do is you see a light on top. You wait till it says go. Yeah. Then you're pressing. You're basically shifting gears and accelerating at the right times to get from the beginning position to the end position as quickly as possible. Okay. For anybody who doesn't know what an Atari 2600 game looks like, you would be considered lucky. Yeah. Probably to have more than three colors visibly on screen at any given time. Yeah, I think it had like a green background and then like just like the car was like lines and dots kind of thing. Yeah. Like it wasn't much, but it was just this one drag racing car from the side view. Looks like a kid could draw it and it like kind of does wheelies when you're going too fast. So I think the goal is to keep all the wheels on the ground so you can like shift and just like get as much traction as possible and get to the end. All right. I didn't quite understand it, but... um. The interesting thing about that looks so shitty. Even Peter could draw it. <laughs> it was actually straight up stolen from Key Games Drag Race from 1977. It was an arcade game, and they just like ripped it off completely and made it an Atari game. Activision, <laughs> yeah, rotten to the core. First day game one, ever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sons of bitches. Uh, in the manual, there was a challenge though, and this kind of sparked speedrunning for the first time. I'd say there's a little quote. So, I had great fun doing dragster. I hope you'll enjoy it. Write and let me know how you do. And if you break six seconds... Write take... and let me know. God, it's so wholesome. Yep. yep. And if you break six seconds, take a photo of the screen and send it to us. So far, the world record is 5.61 seconds. If you break that, it will make news. So a bunch of people broke this, wrote to Activision, and they got sent plaques with their name on it. Holy like, fuck. You broke, broke six seconds. Way to go. Uh, which I think is really cool. Um, I liked it when... Um... Like kind of back in the day when when game companies were just like w without exaggeration four guys in an attic yeah and like a computer that was probably that had a tube screen yeah that probably weighed 160 pounds yeah. and they just made this thing yeah. and mailed it to people for free and then if <laughs> if you wanted to send them money yeah is the original like free to play model right I the, the so. original Fortnite they would send you Fortnite <laughs> on 38 floppy disks yeah, and you'd have crazy. to switch them out depending on every time yeah. the, every time the circle closed got tighter you had to switch the disk yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think the the 2600 they definitely paid for the games but as it far was, as, like, as far, pc gaming was, was yeah. the floppy disk yeah, exactly. that's true sorry uh, but the 40 the the four people in a room making it totally true yeah. and one of those four guys was the one who held the world record because they programmed the thing so, oh yeah, I suppose you'd have to whatever qualified as QA back then. Yeah, and you you wouldn't see that today. Like the programmer never is the best of the game anymore. They're good at it, sure. But no, it's because they have to spend five years coding, and then it's still <laughs> yeah. broken when it comes out. Yeah, exactly. Not to shit on that wasn't a shitting shitting on coders thing. No. If you're out there listening, we appreciate uh, it's it. much more of a uh, uh, 
publisher forcing people to release crap. Yep. So uh, bunch like of- Activision. <laughs> so uh, so some guy tried really hard to get a good time on this, and he claimed to get a time of five point five one seconds. Okay, so a tenth of a second faster. Uh, yeah, four tenths of a second faster than the six second. Six second was when they would write in, or I guess the... Well, because the record was 5.61, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, and someone claimed to get 5.51, you're right. I'm listening, I can see you through the pop filter. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So someone claimed to do this, but as long as there's been speedruns, there's also been frauds. Oh. Todd Rogers enters the scene. Great name. <laughs> yeah. He claims to have gotten the 5.51, and he always had this same guy from Twin Galaxies be the one who judges his scores. That he was friends with. Okay. And Twin Galaxies back then was like the arcade go-to for... If you ever seen King of Kong, uh, go watch that if you haven't. It's about the Donkey Kong world record. Yeah. And there's this like... Who's also guy, a fraud, isn't he? Yeah. Good guy Steve Weeby just really like tries every day and he has a kid and he's trying to be the best at Donkey Kong and he keeps beating the record. But then this bad guy, Billy Mitchell, just keeps coming out of nowhere and like doctors his boards to get good scores and stuff. And... That movie is uh, like a roller coaster. I love all those words you just strung together in a sentence. <laughs> yeah, no. Go watch The King of Kong if you like video games. I have watched it twice, and I've been on the edge of my seat both times. Or if you like an underdog story, oh, apparently. Yeah. yeah. If you like single fathers, King of Kong is ready, right for you. The bad guy is a, a guy who has a fake mullet from the 80s. Nice. And then the good guy is just a family man, and the competition is Donkey Kong. So yeah. how can you go wrong? It's, it's great. It, it speaks to me. <laughs> As a single father yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Disclaimer, Jamie is not a single father. <laughs> to our knowledge. So Twin Galaxies, that was also weird. It went on with Twin Galaxies and Billy Mitchell one. Same thing happened to Todd Rogers. Okay. Uh, Todd Rogers claimed to have hit second gear before zero seconds had passed in the game. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I, a- I mean, without no... I, I know what an Atari 2600 controller looks like. For yeah. those of you who don't, just in case you're, you know... Not a huge nerd or not in your 30s. Yeah. Uh, it's a box with a red button on it. I think it's for your left thumb. Yeah. I'm and not then sure. there's a joystick with a red button on top of that. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. There's not much to it. Yeah. But somehow with these controls, you got to just like shift up and down, I guess, and press the buttons in a way to accelerate and brake. I'm not sure if braking is even a thing. But he claimed that. Probably not in drag race. Yeah. No, before he claimed that before the light said go, he could start in second gear. Uh, okay. And it's, back then, it's like maybe, maybe there's a way to do it, right? They put Easter eggs in games. So a tool-assisted speedrunner or a guy who makes tool-assisted speedruns, he's like, you know what? I'm going to parse through this code, and I'm going to make an Excel spreadsheet, and we're going to get to the bottom of this. We're going to see what is the fastest possible thing you hit at every point, and I'm going to chart this out. Get you a VLOOKUP. I, I, like, yeah, I exactly. like some Excel. Exactly. Some index match, and he's good to go. Man. Literally the only formulas I know. Yeah. <laughs> Excel is sorcery. Yeah. I use it every day. I still, no, I, I, I still don't fucking understand it. Yeah, I, I use both that and Google Sheets. Google Sheets is a little more intuitive, but not much. Yeah, but you can't play like a... a, a a guy I work with sent me an RPG that was built in Excel. Yeah. That's yeah. like that's actually kind of fun. No, it's true. But uh, speaking of really fun games, this drag race game, they, this guy thought you can get the second gear. So the task creator who broke down the code found out that, no, you cannot get the second gear before starting the race. And a time below 5.57 was impossible by all standards of the code. Okay. So he had claimed a 5.51, and the guy over his shoulder said, yep, that's cool. That's what happened. Uh so they were hustlers yep todd rogers was a phony had his record revoked and since then many runners have hit the perfect 5.57 and all have been recognized uh within speed demos archive yeah because there's always a limit for every game right yeah there's always some thing you cannot bypass yep uh todd rogers i didn't go into his full story that is not the only time that he um finagled the system Uh, to get a record you know, his if his name ba- if you switch to the letters, his name would be Rod Todgers, oh. which are two euphemisms for penis. Is a Todgers a penis? Yeah, oh, it's a British term, Todger. I think I, I hear from <laughs> from uh, zero punctuation a few times. I think I've heard him okay. say, "Yeah, yeah, exactly." He's like he he, he says Todger. Yeah, so Rod okay. Todgers would be just penis penis. Yeah, well, this double dick, he got his record revoked. Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> living up to his namesake. <laughs> yeah, if you exactly. switch to letters. <laughs> So um, that's a very lowbrow joke, and I apologize to anybody who <laughs> thought 
more highly of me out there. That's okay. That was 1980s. That was a 1980s joke, and we're going to move on. Yeah, to yeah, exactly. 1993. <laughs> 1993, one of our uh, favorite games on the cast, Doom. My sister was born. Yep. Your sister was born. I knew that. And Kujuak. Yep. And, which is much like the, the depths of hell. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Freezing fucking cold. So Doom is is a classic. We've talked about it before. Yeah. We, we love the game. Go check out our Doom episode uh, if you haven't already. It's a lot at, of fun. At this point, still the favorite artwork, my favorite art, art, artwork that I've done. So yeah. maybe you'd appreciate that as well. No, it's definitely up there for me too. Didn't mean to slur so bad. <laughs> I had some General Tao chicken before drinking all this beer. <laughs> Yep. So it the the reason that Doom was already very popular, we talked about it. It was shareware, so you it was pretty much free. The first three levels, you could just pass amongst your friends. You could all play. It could run on almost any computer, which made it made it super accessible. So already, there's like a million people playing this game. Yeah. But it's single player. So how do you for cowards? Against, yeah. Exactly. How do you compete against your friends? So, I guess you would have to race, eh? You might have to race. Hey! Yeah, so all of a sudden, there's a million people playing a game, which is, like, unprecedented. And now, to be competitive, you have to race your friends. So you see how speedrunning might start to become an attractive thing. Well, you've got, like, uh, you've got three boys yep. who are all nine, yep. wearing their baggy white shirts uh-huh. and their green baggy shorts mm-hmm. with blonde bowl cuts huddled around a beige computer yes. trying to beat the first level of Doom as fast as I can. Yep. Is exactly... What a marketing person would say. No, definitely. And yeah. then afterwards, you download the internet, and you're good to go. Yeah, you get your <laughs> AOL disc. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I got Roller Coaster Tycoon out of a cereal box. I me still too. Me- I still remember that. I mean, too. I would I- always, if I wasn't playing with my sister, like my sister and I would try to beat it when mm. we played together. If I wasn't, I would always make a death camp. Oh, yes. Is there any other way to play that game? No. <laughs> get your population up as high as you can. And, and then that- you wall off the exit and yeah. destroy all the rides. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, then you take the last happy person and you build a pillar in the center with food water and a washroom yeah and you elevate the last happy person to godhood yeah yeah that's what i would and then do. you watch that and then you build roller coasters that have like big old cliffs so the god can watch all his people perish yeah the, the loop-de-loop one that's supposed to like go up and then slow down and then go backwards yeah yeah destroy the tracks and yep. then ramp up the speed and you can launch people <laughs> into the food court <laughs> so that was really fun and another reason that <laughs> speed running roller coaster tycoon death yeah. camps, it's a thing. <laughs> so we speed. We, I mentioned that speed running was really popular because it's single player. It's owned by a ton of people, and how can you compete with your friends? The second reason why speed running was very popular in this game, and a very important reason, is that the ability to record demo files that were easily shareable. So the demo files, where is you could play through the game and send your playthrough to a friend, but it wouldn't be a video. And the trick to this is, is Doom would record your button presses and timing and send it to, as a small file, to your friend, and it would just, like, virtually press those buttons for you so they could watch you play through the game. So you could share very small files, which were just a log of your button presses. It's a a key log. It's a key log, yeah. And you send the key log, and all of a sudden, they can watch you play with, like, very little strain on their computer. Which is a really, really genuinely That's fucking cool idea. fascinating. Yeah, right. Yeah. Especially when all you had was dial-up. Yeah. And even sending a text document with one letter on it would take five minutes. No, that's it. So if, oh, if there was a, okay. a two-minute level, you would send like up, up, down, down, jump, shoot, jump, jump, shoot, shoot, and yeah. then like they would know what to do on their side. And I don't know how the timing part of it worked out, but they figured it out. That's fucking cool. Yeah, I found that really, really cool. And um, yeah, I was too young to really take to, like take advantage of any kind of internet internet thing when internet uh-huh. kind of showed up yeah i guess yeah because like the internet wasn't really good until i was already in high school no, and yeah. like dial-up wasn't really i wasn't willing to use it because i had lego mm. and toys no right? yeah so. i was playing diablo 2 poorly whenever the internet was like dial-up in my small town yeah and I, I didn't really take advantage of all that stuff either yeah no it was out there man like people were sharing their speed runs and comparing their times across the world through sending their button presses to each other in a and you could, it wouldn't take like four hours to download it. Was it just a text it. file? Uh, I'm not exactly sure how it worked, but it, it's basically a text file because people could go in and alter them, which they did at some point. Oh, okay. Um, another thing that's... And a- load the genesis of the tool-assisted speedrun. That's where tool-assisted speedruns became popular. So do you load the control text file into the game somehow and then it just does it? So someone alters the demo file. I'm not sure the logistics of it, 
but they would figure out that, okay, at this perfect second, you want to do this, at per this perfect second, you want to do that. And rather than just do it perfectly with their hands, they figured out that they could program a demo file just to do it perfectly. Huh. Another way that people decided, figured out how to make near-perfect speedruns was some college kids figured out how to slow Doom down by, like, down to 10% of its actual speed. Yeah, Doom is very... Well, if you played Doom 2016, yeah. which is fast as fuck, yeah. that's fast by our current standards. Yeah. OG Doom faster. is way faster. Yeah. I've been playing um, Unreal Gold, mm -hmm. which has a slider that goes from 50 to 150% speed. I play at 110 yeah. because it's just a little... It, I, I like playing at like a fast FPS speed, Yeah, yeah. and it's crazy. Yeah. Like, it's not, you're not human at that point. No. You have, like, rocket boots on. No, that's it. So, if you're going through a level that, when optimized, will take 22 seconds, yeah. to run through and get those 10 perfect headshots in those 22 seconds is, like, nearly impossible at full speed. So, what you do is you slow it down to 10%, you go through that, and it's easy because you, you're taking now 22 seconds, you're taking 2 minutes 20, yeah. or whatever that math comes out to. I'm sure Ethan will... Comment and like and subscribe, Ethan, and tell me my math is wrong. And um, then basically you just speed it back up whenever you load the demo file so you look like a god. Oh, I see. Yeah. So oh, okay. Slow so you it down have to time powers, basically. Yeah, you slow it down to 10%. The key logs still log at the same way. And then right. whenever you send the, de the demo file, then it looks like you're just working like... A machine. Yeah, it looks like your brain works 10 times faster than the average person. Okay, cool. And... People f didn't know what was going on at first, but then figured it out because there's irregular movements whenever they saw it at full speed. Okay, yeah. They figured out that the people were slowing it down. Okay. In order to so this is something that you had to look out for and wouldn't be accepted as a real speed run. Okay. Uh, Doom, on another note... So you could generally accuse people of being robots? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Doom, on another note, had this whole like achievement system where you would get... Uh, you go on a website, and as soon as you get under a certain time for a certain level, then you get that badge on your website, and you get like points to your profile... And then you'd go on the forums and talk about how to do things faster. Um, Speedruns in this time were generally level per level. You wouldn't do the game from start to finish. Okay. That well, they changed. do have they do have specific cutoffs. Now I know we have. Um, I wish I could remember what they're called. I, I, I want to say they're called breaks, okay. but. Um, the speedrun timer that currently exists, at least for Twitch streamers like yep. Distortion2, who I watched, yep. are linked directly to the game's oh, save timer. I'll tell you what that's called. Okay. That's real-time attack okay. versus game time. Okay, yeah. So real-time attack is playing with loading time with everything. Yeah. And uh, game time is just the game time. Yeah. And this weeds out uh, the difference between someone who has a $2,000 computer versus a $200 computer. Right. If they want to just be a speedrun. Right, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I actually forgot to mention that. I'm glad you brought it up. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Anytime, Jamie, you know, <laughs> fan self. Um, so, speaking of really fast things, um, Quake Sonic and all. Yeah. Sonic is, it does have speedrunning. I was watching this wild, wild speedrunning thing about Sonic yesterday where you could, like, if you were moving fast enough, <gasps> there was kill screens that your character would hit. So if you went off of the rails and hit, like, this wall, basically there's, like, a plane that as soon as you ran into it, you would you would die. But if you were going fast enough, then you would actually skip over it because <laughs> the space between frames would be so big that you could skip over this kill plane. Okay. What, go watch Summoning Salt Sonic Adventures 2. Summoning Salt is does a really great job at... Um, explaining all of these speedrun things. All I right. don't completely get it. But what I want to talk about is Quake and Speed Demos Archive. Yeah. Speed Demos Archive is one of the biggest places where you document speedruns today. Uh, it used to be in a bunch of small places. Doom had their own place. Mario had their own place. Um, Metro had their own place. Eventually, it all congregated together to Speed Demos Archive, which is the hub for speedrunning today. Cool. I've seen, I've seen Quake done quick. Yep. And that comes into it, actually. That, yeah. The story of how uh, Speed Demos Archive was created has to do with Quake Done Quick. Okay. So in 1997, in April, Nolan Radix Pflug. What? P-F-L-U-G. Pflug? Pflug? Flug? Flug? Yeah, I guess. Nolan Radix is his gamertag. I've heard Radix before. Yeah. So we'll call him Radix. And he first started the Nightmare Speed Demos website to keep track of the fastest demos in Quake. Okay. Which looks a lot like Doom. 
but a little bit newer, a little bit more 3D, a little bit. So it's not actually a, it's not a flat game. So um, Doom is a 3D environment with flat yeah. textures and yeah. no character models. It's all sprites. Yeah. Whereas Quake, as far as I know, does have 3D models. Yeah. For their weapons and enemies. It looks like it anyways. As someone who just watched the speedrun before starting. Yeah. It looks a lot different than Doom. But similar to Doom, but like a lot more 3D. It looks better. Yeah. Um, so in, uh, like I said, in 1997, he started the website Nightmare Speed Demos to uh, keep track of the fastest demos. And in June of the same year, the first Quake Done Quick project was finalized. So Quake Done Quick was one. It featured the entire game carrying over one level's finishing stats to the next. Okay. So it was a whole game speed run, not just an individual level, although it was segmented. So segmented run means you can take do one level as fast as you can, then you can cut the level and paste it in with your next fastest level. You just take your fastest levels for each one, okay. and you paste them all together like a collage of highlights of your fastest time. Well, it's like editing video. You take the good shots. Exactly. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Second, so if you, if you do the first level really well and then fuck mm-hmm. up immediately, you just yeah. discard that and retry the second one. Exactly. Okay. There's some people who have done this in Ocarina of Time and in Speed Devil's Archive. They, were the, they had the world record, but they waited till loading screens to segment their run, but lied about it and said it was a single run and got banned from the whole website and everything. There's a bunch of speedrun drama about people passing segmented runs as full runs. So dicks. Yeah. Basically whenever you look at the video, it looks fine. But whenever you look at the sound bites, if you go into like a microscopic level, the cuts are shown as like these weird sound signatures. Okay. And then they can figure out that it was segmented and they didn't find out till like years after it was posted. And the guy lost the world record for uh, Zelda and somebody else got it. Shouldn't uh, have lied. Yep. No, he's sorry, shouldn't. dude. Yep. You lost your record, and some of his other records that weren't even proved as being fake were removed from the website as well. To tell for goodwill, just yeah. like you're probably a liar, idiot. Exactly, get out of here. Exactly. So that was a segmented run, but it was it was popularized as a segmented run. They didn't claim it was something else. They're like these are the fastest we can do every single level of Quake Done Quick. I've watched it. Peter said he's watched it. Yeah, it's impressive. It's there's, insane. There's so many skips where you like threw a rocket at, or sorry a grenade at your feet, bounce up into a place you shouldn't be. And oh, it's incredible. Blast jumping is a big thing. But I mentioned yeah. it earlier, actually, like rocket jumping in Team Fortress. Yeah. Team Fortress was originally a Quake mod, mm-hmm. and then TFC was on Gold Source, and okay. now Team Fortress 2 is obviously on Source. Yeah. Rocket jumping is still a thing. Okay. Um, in the Quake Done Quick that I watched, I remember this guy knows the physics of the grenades uh-huh. and can place them exactly where he needs them and time them perfectly. Yeah. So he's just banking shots off walls and yeah. running in what is essentially a straight line and yeah. having just getting redirected by grenades. No, and it's crazy. And you'll see him like stutter for a second and stop. It's because he knows the mental timing of the grenade that right here, if I shoot it here, I need to take like a 0.3 second stop. And it's because they have running. a fuse. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, it's insane. Yeah. It, oh, I watched it before uh, you got here, Peter. And it's it's mind oh, melting. It, it's yeah. crazy. I do want to comment quickly. Yeah, despite the heat wave and the humidity, yeah. and we turned off your AC to record. Still very nice in here. Oh, thank like, you. I, I gotta say, thank you. I'm glad you're comfortable. That's for the viewers at home. <laughs> I'm barely wearing clothes. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I, how I keep you. <laughs> so in 1997, uh, another guy, Wad Dib, he made a Quake page. Uh, and it came to be, and it was run by Guanar Wadib Andre Mo. Uh, long name. All you need to know about him is he made a, a site that specialized in easy runs. So him and Radix, Mo and Radix came together and they combined their website and they made it Speed Demos Archive. And that is the main source for speedrunning today. They're both Quake speedrunning websites that came together that eventually became the speedrunning website we know today. Okay, cool. Yeah. Which is a lore fact of speedrunning. Yeah. Um, so now moving on from Quake, it's important to note that there's a lot of Metroid games that were very important in the speedrunning. Okay. Yeah. Super Metroid was like a speedrunner's dream. It I've had, watched Super Metroid ones before. Oh, I'm not, I, oddly good. enough, I've never finished it, mm-hmm. but I've watched speedrun. It has Metroid speedruns. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah. It is so great for a speedrunner because one, it's non-linear. There's four bosses that you can choose the order in which you want to beat them. So they, there's different ways to do it, different power-ups to get in different orders. Is Kraid, like, objectively the first one all the time? Uh, there's, I did, whenever I did the Metroid episode, like, what must be a year ago now, I, I said... Close to it, yeah. Yeah, there's, like, four of them, and they acro- they use acronyms for it, like CDRM or whatever they are. Uh, the Ridley's one of them. It, it's just basically there's yeah. different orders to do it, and they're optimal for different reasons. Okay. 
Um, but that's one of the attractive parts of it is speedrunning is that you can do it different ways. You can route it differently. Two, it has a bunch of high mobility moves. You can go into a little ball. You can bounce yourself with bombs. There's a screw attack, jumps. yeah. You can do that run that's really fast. Um, three, it's like it had an in-game timer. So if you did beat the game, you didn't need to set up some like little stopwatch. You could just play the game from start to finish and you'd know how well you did. Yeah. So it cool. was made for speedrunning. Like whether or not they meant it to be, it was perfect for speedrunning. When if you beat the first Metroid on the NES quick enough, is that where Samus takes her top off? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You were rewarded for it too. It's another reason that it's like so. <laughs> Goddamn cool. the eighties. <laughs> yeah. Um again, i I hate to plug them twice, but actually no, I love to. Summoning Salt watches Super Metroid uh speedrun history. He has a history of where the speedrun started and shows all of the the cuts on how it got faster and faster, all the characters that were in there that that like overstepped the other one and figured out how to get faster and faster. And it's a really interesting story. That is one of my favorite speedrunning stories on the internet. Summoning Salt, uh, Super Metroid. Is he a real person or do we know him? Uh, he's a real person. Okay, I just never mind. love his videos. Like I found him on the internet. He's not even that well received and like honestly, his videos are so well put together. Let's hit him up on Twitter. Yeah, no, for real. He's summoning salt and coming for you. <laughs> yeah, no, man. He, he he releases like one uh, one episode a month, and they're always like super well researched and very 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 well put together. Cool. Yeah. So unlike uh, our shit, <laughs> <laughs> except this one apparently. Yeah. Isn't the real world real world so much easier to research than the oh, fake world? I love speedrunning, man. Though, like, I, I it was so easy for me to nerd out on this. Like, yeah. I found also a documentary, uh, the history of speedrunning. And I didn't even get into all the Japanese side of speedrunning, but they're like people who min max like Monster Hunter or not Monster Hunter uh, Dragon Quest from like start to finish. Like if you get this oh, Dragon yeah. Quest item, you can skip this whole place. And like Dragon Quest, they have charts on every single thing. These are all people in university just didn't want to study. And it's the University of Tokyo, I believe. And they made charts and tables and put them online for every single item, for every single move set. And how it corresponds to every single enemy, and all that data's out there. Go, go, go read it. If, <laughs> yeah, if, exactly. If you're interested. It's it's very impressive that how much time was put into it. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So in 2003, a Metroid speedrunner, Nolan Flug, if you remember who that was, Radix. Yeah. So Radix. I, I wanted to say that, but I for some reason just drew a blank. I was like, <laughs> no, oh, you put me on the spot. No, I did. I did. Performance anxiety. No, it's it get hard. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Uh, yeah, you're so, damn right in this. Yeah, Radix, so the guy who made the first speedrunning website and who owns Speed Demos Archive along with uh, Mo, he released his 100% Metroid Prime run, which he finished the entire game in, guess, 100%. It's going to be something absurd. Is it like 45 minutes? Hour 37. That's very good for 100%. There's a bunch of like little things that you have to discover all the way. You have to like uh, scan them. Yeah. They're not visible until you scan them. And Fuck that, dude. Collectibles. Jesus. Hour thirty-seven. He beat the hundred percent of the game. Um, well, if there's some, if a game's not dynamic, yeah. you actually can just memorize where everything is, yeah. and just get there. No, uh, yeah, it's it's crazy though. Like even then, like to execute uh, that well for an hour thirty-seven minutes is wild. Yeah. Um. So what did he do? He turned his Quake speedrun website, and he just posted his Super Metroid thing on it. He's like, "Oh, it's my website. Traitor. I can post whatever I like." And that opened the door for all speedruns to be posted on this website. Okay, well, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I, I thought I thought that were going to be like the Quake purists who came <laughs> came back and then he was murdered. I'm sure the Quake purists weren't super happy about it. They're like, oh, he just owns the website, so he thinks he can post his Metroid runs here. Whatever, but, fuck him. Yeah, but he posted it. There was a time where um, that speedrun was getting like over a thousand downloads a day, which for speedrunning, that's huge. That that was a for, very from what I understand old internet. That's also huge. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. This was like two thousand three. So yeah, pre YouTube. Yeah, pre YouTube. Um, so that is like a lot of where uh, super. Sorry, what was it called again? Speed demos. Speed demos archive. Yeah, that's where that was created. It was started with Quake. Then Metroid opened the door. There's a lot of like movement in there when emulators are okay and emulators aren't okay. But um, that's the, basically the foundations for Speed Demos Archive, which I knew nothing about, and I look at Speed Demos Archive all the time. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's pretty cool. So some two games that I didn't touch a bunch on, but I would have loved to dive deeper into, and maybe I will at a later date if this one's well-received, is Mario Kart and uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Mario Kart? Really? Ma Mario Kart had a huge speedrunning um, community. 
Like, each one of those levels have been broken to the point, like, where it's crazy. Choco Mountain, uh, Summoning Salt as well, has uh, a Choco Mountain video. Summoning Salt podcast over here. No, dude, like, I love this guy. When it comes to speedrunning, I love yeah. He's so informative, and he makes me, who knows nothing about speedrunning, like, understand until I finish watching the video what was going okay, on. Okay, yeah. 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 Um, so, and Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Uh, Cosmo is a really big runner in that. Uh, he's a... Is a personality day, GDQ, SGDQ, which is awesome games done quick, or summer games done quick. It's a charity event. It's a charity event that started in like 2000, that's my next point actually, that we got there. Uh, it's like 2011, 2012, I think it started, maybe before that. I started to tune in around 2012, 2013. Um, I'm a sack of shit, I've never watched it. Oh, really? Yeah. That's okay, because it's gotten popular now, and a lot of money started flowing to it and it became a lot more corrupt uh, yeah it used to be this really cool gathering of where all these speedrunners would get together and it's wholesome it's for and, fucking charity for yeah. christ's sake and they give money to that now there's all this shady stuff where they're banning people like okay there's this one guy who wore a make america great again hat okay he didn't actually wear it he was accused of wearing it got banned from all agdqs he's a great runner um but then there's this other guy who's a pokemon but runner that's discrimination though yeah, but they don't Just because want... he's a conservative dickhead no. doesn't mean you can do that. One of the regulations is no politics or strong religious opinions on, um, in in the show. Oh, okay. And so that's one of their things. Well, that's fair. They Yeah, but they also choose it like however they like. There's this one guy. This is not a... a... Oh, you mean the, the, you mean the rules are completely meaningless and it's a do as I say, not as I do sort of situation. Yeah. Yeah, classic fucking... Yeah. Whatever. I watch current it. classic fucking current climate. <laughs> yeah. That's why we avoid politics at all times on our Twitter and on all our pages, because I don't care what you think as long as you like the lore boys. <laughs> In twenty thirteen, twenty twelve, that's when I started watching it. Fucking business. It was really cool. It was like a it was like a white room, like no paint on the walls, just like a yeah, couch yeah, yeah. that they look like they got out of a church basement and a bunch of kids staying up till like five in the morning playing games and breaking them like insanely amount like 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 that you wouldn't normally see I, I remember watching a couple of them live and being like this is so cool where are these kids they're hiding in their ba- mother's basement but yeah like, um then now you watch it today and it's in like it looks like a hotel lobby and there's like a theater type thing there's an audience behind them yeah, yeah the audience behind it like the red carpet and uh so they kick out like these people who are allegedly had a Bernie Sanders shirt, but they didn't actually, and they caught him on video not actually having wait, one. Wait, they kicked him out too? Yeah. Okay, wait, listen, wait, no, wait. Let me tell you who they left in. A guy who said the N-word. Oh. They left him in Okay. a Pokemon runner. He's like, I bet I'd get $1,000 if I said the N-word, but he just says it. Don't kick him out. He's in the next year. Guy who didn't actually wear a Bernie Sanders shirt, but was allegedly wore a Bernie Sanders shirt, but the creators of the... The event didn't like him, kicked uh, him out. And the, then the guy who... So they kicked out a Bernie guy and they kicked out a Trump guy? Yeah. But those guys... are fuck? They're both hated uh, within the community. They're, they are they were shit disturbers within the community. Um, so they lo- were looking for an excuse to get them out of their event. And they did that. But then another guy who just straight up says the N-word... Fucking assholes, man. ...allowed to stay in. Yeah. Pieces of shit. Uh, and then there's a whole bunch of weird stuff about where the money's actually going, where the... Um, the hosts that are the faces of the event, they are, like, also getting paid for this. They're not doing it out of their goodwill. And, like, it, it became, like, this really weird corporate thing that was run by nerds, and I'm not sure they're doing it right. But I like fast games. Yeah. Yeah. That disappoints me. Because I, I just said before you told me about all that shit, like, oh, AGDQ is, like, really cool. It's a charity. It's, it's, yeah. it's really good. On the fact they're just, like, the same fucking corruptible children that every dickhead youtube yeah. is oh, jesus it's too bad but <sighs> there's still a lot of individual uh twitch streamers who are doing this stuff distortion 2 man yeah you can go check them out like no space and it's the number two definitely uh our friend cat link who i'm gonna have on the show one of these days doing resident evil 6 you guys been working time. on that for a while eh? yeah we're yeah. workshopping the whole meeting in person thing oh yeah it's tough we're we're, we're internet people <laughs> i know and also yeah i mean our, our lives are also remarkably yeah. busy yeah i would love to look up um like one of the easier speed runs and see if i could like get in the neighborhood of what a good time is if i can get like a minute in what one of the easiest like a minute close to one of the easiest speed runs i think that'd be fun and I'm sure there's there's some out there where you just got to go and like press A B against the wall and you get to the end game like really quickly, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, that's that's my introduction to speedrunning. Um, 
I would love to get like deeper into it. If you guys want to hear more about like specific stuff, I would love to do like a one-off half-hour episode of like this is what happened with Zelda Ocarina of Time between 1993 and or whenever it came out to 2000. And like, there's so much there. I loved it. It yep. was so super fun to release. And also, which yeah. we had mentioned earlier, because yeah. Lore Boys is at its most basic level a history show about things that never happened. If you enjoyed our uh, little detour here into the real world. Please let us know on Twitter or on Facebook and just be like, yo, you know what? As long as it's geek bullshit, I am any percent down <laughs> I like that. for uh, for some more random ass geek bullshit. Because I've wanted to talk about game companies and yeah. never have because there yeah. are some developers that have remarkably interesting stories mm-hmm. and all that shit. So if I you're... think that's more relatable in any sense, right? Because yeah. it's like stuff that, that, that you can reach out and touch. Yeah. Like, if we, if you like your thighs. In... Yeah. If you can get into, like, the creation of Elder Scrolls, then why can't you get into the creation of the people who made Elder Scrolls? That's true. We should meet their parents. Yeah, exactly. Mr. and Mrs. Howard. Yeah. Of Todd Howard fame. Yeah, exactly. Um, Todd Alacon... What is it? What? No, Todd Akatosh Howard or something. Yeah, I know. There's a bunch of those. Anu. Anu, Anu, Anu. And Oriel. Ariel, yeah. The medium. Um, <laughs> yeah, so definitely let us know. Give us some feedback. So recently, I'll, I guess I'll bring this up now for anybody who listened to the end. We got we, we got some really good numbers. Yep. And it's growing a little bit faster than I can handle uh, emotionally. Keep it coming. Sometimes. Keep it coming, obviously. Yep. Uh, we love it. But what we don't have a lot of, sadly, is feedback. And we know you're out there. We know you're listening. And we thank you very much for that. But there is... No way in hell this is a perfect show. So if you're listening this far in, let us know what was good, what was bad. Get back to us here because we only seek to improve and then eventually quit our office jobs (laughs) and just be internet radio men for the rest of our lives and then die. Send a carrier pigeon to Peter's mother. We'll read it. I mean, yeah, she'll be just like, Pete, why is there a pigeon on my windowsill? I'm just like, no, no, next time I see you, just drive it over. (laughs) Keep the letter, though. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah, if I wanted to find you on the internet, Peter, where could I find you? If you want to leave feedback on the internet, I'm at Pete O'Donohue um, on Twitter. If you can spell it, you can follow me. Um, I do all the artwork for the show. So that's our Facebook page, which is The Lore Boys, I think. And yep. then the Twitter, which is at The Lore Boys Podcast. TheLoreBoys.com is oh, our domain. The Lee, yeah, the, the Lee. The Lore Boys Podcast is our domain. Uh, WordPress host. I do all the artwork there as well. I can't figure out how to change the main image to our new one, and I'm sorry. We'll figure it out. (laughs) I hope so. Fuck. I keep hitting my computer with a rock and nothing's doing anything. (laughs) Fuck. Um, And other than that, I make... Honestly, it's it's been like three months since I've streamed anything, but I'll give it to Jambo here. Yeah, so... Well, first I'll give... Uh, since Ethan's not here, you can find him at Ethan the Dead Man on most things. Pretty much all social media, it's Ethan the Dead Man. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and then if you want to catch us on um, on Twitch, it's twitch.tv slash the lore boys. Uh, I've been on a little bit, a little bit of Fortnite, a little bit of God of War. I got Doom 2016, so I'm probably going to rock that a bit. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. If you want to catch me on Facebook, it is James V. Miller. You can send me a direct message. Diamond, if you're out there, we, we talk to you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you want to invest in the show, Lore Boys Premium. Lore Boys Premium, exactly. Yeah. So We've always got a pitch. Exactly. And we've always got a new product. Remember, not only are we bringing you a podcast yep. and some art every week and yep. a Twitch stream every week, we're busy bitches. Yep. Right? We also have a new product yep. coming at you right out of left field every time. Yep. And so, I think Jamie got this one ready this definitely, week. Definitely, yeah. Well, Ethan went to Columbus, Ohio. Yep. And he actually brought back the pinky toe of at least 150 Columbus Ohioans. Ohioans? 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 I don't know how. Yeah, um, exactly. Well, so if you like a pinky toe from that convention, they're geekly pinkies. They're, they're worth a lot. They're, they're great. Use them as uh, Dungeons and Dragons dice rolls if you'd like or even if you want to like glue them onto a warhammer 40k character like oh, model yeah. base you can play them yeah yeah that's it yeah pinky headed orcs those are really strong how much do they cost um they these pinkies would normally be worth at least 75 cents but we'll give them to you absolutely for free if you give us 50 dollars a month yeah 
and uh, included with your fifty dollars subscription <laughs> is a severed trophy toe of a different podcast host. Hang them from your ears. Hang them from your belt loops. I don't give a shit. It's you're, a free country, presumably, unless we ship it to somewhere that's not a free country. Then I don't know. Have your enemies fear you? Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I think that constitutes everybody else too. Yeah. So we're we gonna get out of here, Peter. Constitutes. I heard you say that. Yeah, I miss Ethan. Uh, Ethan, come back. Baby, come back. <laughs> you can put it on. Okay. And it constitutes a lot <laughs>catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started